0: Seeing other people with perfectly straight teeth makes me more conscious of my own teeth. So I, I want to have that perfect smile when I go out and see other people smiling with beautiful teeth.
1: Like Lindsay Pruss, the pursuit of that perfect smile is top of mind for many people. Whether it's to show off those pearly whites on social media or just feel better about your overall appearance straight teeth seem more important than ever. The mother of two from North York, Ontario, has often thought about getting her teeth fixed, but didn't think she could afford it.
0: To me, it always just seemed a little expensive. I mean, I've got, I made it this far, I'm almost 40. So is it really worth that amount of money when it's not covered? So as much as I've thought about it, I haven't fully considered it.
1: Lindsay's dilemma is a common one. And it's what's fueling the rapid growth of teledentistry services. So-called direct-to-door dentistry companies deliver a complete teeth-straightening kit to your home. And they advertise the service as costing considerably less than traditional orthodontic treatments. No appointments, no waiting rooms, no need to leave your house. You can even take a mold of your teeth yourself and mail it back to them. Once treatment begins, a patient's progress is followed remotely by a licensed dentist or orthodontist. It's the remote part that's causing some backlash. So, not everyone is smiling about this emerging industry. I'm Sean Stanley. In this episode of Industry Interrupted, we'll hear why some dental professionals are concerned that patients who use teledentistry services won't get the standard of care they deserve. Or worse, that their teeth, bite, and oral health could be compromised by the use of these remote dentistry companies. We'll get to that in a moment. First, a message from our sponsor.
2: You work hard to get ahead, so why not make the most out of your hard-earned money? Stay ahead with Fidelity Investments. Go to fidelity.ca slash stayahead for the latest trends affecting your financial well-being.
1: Smile Direct Club burst onto Canada's dental scene in November 2018, with a massive marketing campaign.
3: It began with a simple idea, that everybody deserves a smile
0: they love. That's why at Smile Direct Club, we started sending clear aligners directly to doorsteps for up to
1: 60% The company's main selling points are accessibility and affordability, often summed up as, quote, the democratization of dental care. Dr. Jeffrey Sulitzer is Smile Direct's chief clinical officer.
2: Smile Direct Club pioneered this teledentistry platform to enable access to care, uh, convenience for our customers, and also to be able to introduce this at a lower cost. So the process works more on the level of focus for the patient instead of focus on the doctor's convenience.
1: According to the Canadian Dental Association, in 2010, less than 20% of Canadians had received any form of orthodontic treatment. That statistic suggests there are millions of people in this country who might benefit from some sort of orthodontic care and consider using teledentistry services. I asked Dr. Sulitzer to explain how the process works.
2: There are two ways a patient can enter into our or start their journey as we describe it. Uh, They firstly can order an impression kit that will be sent to their home, right to their doorstep uh, through our website. And uh, they take an impression at their home. There are copious instructions on how to do a good impression. And they're also given uh, directions on how to take photographs. And then the second way they can enter into our system is to visit one of our smile shops where that process of uh, a 3D image is taken and uh, photos are taken by the trained staff. Uh, At that point, all the clinical data is then sent to our affiliated Canadian licensed general dentist orthodontist to review the clinical data and create a personalized treatment plan designed to improve their smile. Through that process, uh, the doctor will review and create a treatment plan um, and then send that information again through the portal to the patient where the patient can review and accept the case. And once that case is accepted, then uh, a prescription is sent to our affiliated licensed labs who create the uh, treatment plan for the patient. And then in one shipment, about three to four weeks later, the patient receives all of their aligners uh, at their doorstep. Can anyone use this approach to teeth
1: straightening? Or do you have to turn some patients away because their dental issues are too complicated?
2: Our focus is primarily on mild to moderate misalignments. So it's typically crowding, um, which happens as we get a little bit older through our 20s and 30s and accelerates in our 40s and 50s. Um, Also spacing cases where there's spacing between teeth. And again, we focus on mild to moderate type of of clinical environment. And from a a demographic or the patients that we... uh, typically treat through our system are typically ages anywhere from, catch this, 22 to 82. So it's really um, a very dynamic, broad-based population of uh, customers who take advantage of this uh, very unique and disruptive platform. Disruption is a loaded term
1: used to describe many trends, evolutions and upheavals in countless industries. Smile Direct Club is proud of its disruptor status in the teeth straightening business. Dr. Solitzer believes the negative response the company has received from some dental professionals and associations is a knee-jerk reaction to change.
2: Teledentistry is a very new approach and anything new, as you can imagine, and not just dentistry, but anywhere, anything new tends to um, be disruptive, and it tends to make people question and fe- be a bit fearful of of what's coming. Um, a dentist should not be. Uh, fearful or concerned about teledentistry. Teledentistry has been present in many different ways for 20 years. There are ample studies that show the efficacy of teledentistry that prove the successful outcomes and also have shown evidence of it being as efficacious as the care delivered in a traditional environment. So a dentist shouldn't be fearful of teledentistry and if they are, it's only because they don't truly understand it.
3: So bike's looking good. So let's re-tie the 3-1, but can you end the tie on the distal to so you really engage that? The movement. irony is that, um, you know, people may think that orthodontists are just being kind of protectionist and, and maybe against this type of uh, service because they think that we're just trying to, you know, protect our turf. But in, in my experience, um, that's not the case.
1: That's Dr. Tracy Hendler. She runs an orthodontic practice in Midtown Toronto. She says she's heard a lot about the new services, but she's not concerned about losing patients to companies that practice teledentistry. Our practice is
3: growing, and it's actually doing quite well. Um, I think just because we have a great reputation in the community, and dentists are happy, and they they refer patients. But also, people are more aware now of wanting to straighten teeth. These companies have spent so much money marketing and making people aware that they now want straight teeth that we've had you know a higher volume of people coming in wanting to seek treatment. And realizing the difference between seeking treatment in a remote fashion via teledentistry uh, versus in the hands of a professional in their office.
1: Dr. Hendler says she got into the dental profession in part because she wants to help people. That's why she says she's worried that this new approach to teeth straightening might not achieve the desired result for some patients.
3: So my main concern is really having to do with the quality of care that I think patients are receiving uh, with uh, teledentistry. So when a patient comes into our office seeking orthodontic care, we go through a whole process of a diagnosis and a treatment plan before we initiate treatment. So they come in, we take records, we take, uh, x-rays. Sometimes we have a conversation with their dentist and then we go through a whole process with them where we diagnose their, their malocclusion and talk to them about, you know, all different concerns that they have about their teeth. And then we go through, you know, the risks and benefits of various treatment options, and some risks of the treatment and that's a whole informed consent process. So after the patients, uh, we have that conversation with them, we select a treatment, we go forward with the treatment if they if they agree to it and then throughout the treatment, there's obviously careful monitoring. They come into the office on a very regular basis where we can make sure that treatment is going as planned and kind of troubleshoot any issues. And uh, after they're done, they receive retainers and there's a, a period of follow-up. So. A whole lot of that is missing if you are just going you know, direct to consumer and, and being treated from your home.
1: Orthodontic work is not affordable for everyone and I think in particular for Canadians you don't have health insurance and teledentistry can provide a more affordable and convenient option for people who might not otherwise be able to have their teeth straightened. So isn't this type of service better than having nothing at all for those types of patients in particular?
3: So I think there's a lot of assumptions um, built into that that question. Um, one is that it's more affordable, um, which is not always the case. So I think you'll find that a lot of orthodontists actually will do what they can to make treatment accessible for patients. I know that in our office we provide you know interest-free, very flexible payment plans, and we will always work with the family to find. Uh, a monthly payment that fits within their budget so some of the monthly payments may actually approximate those of a, of a teledentistry service another thing is that treatments like depending on the treatment level that a patient is having you know if it's a really comprehensive case a you know, two-year treatment versus a six month treatment they don't cost the same so if a patient is looking for a comprehensive treatment of course that's gonna be more expensive than let's say a quick a quicker touch-up and you may actually be surprised to find out that a quicker touch-up may approximate the cost of a, of a tele-dentistry service. However, you get the added benefit of actual monitoring uh, in the office. So I think it really has to do with the quality that's being delivered and what you're, what you're getting for what you're paying.
1: Dental colleges and associations across Canada have also been keeping an eye on direct-to-consumer dentistry services. The Manitoba Dental Association issued a warning to dentists in that province earlier this year about the potential pitfalls of teledentistry. In response, Smile Direct Club filed a lawsuit in August against that association, saying it made, quote, false and misleading claims about the company and its methods. That dispute will not likely be the last of its kind, although not all dental associations are taking such a direct approach. More on that after a word from our sponsor.
2: This podcast was made possible through the support of Fidelity Investments. All over the world, Fidelity Investments is looking for inspired investment opportunities to help you make the most of your hard-earned money. Stay ahead with Fidelity Investments. Go to fidelity.ca slash for valuable investment tools and their latest insights.
1: It's been about a year since Smile Direct Club launched in Canada. To date, they've had over 800,000 patients worldwide. They wouldn't say how many Canadians have used the service so far. Erwin Pfeffergrad is registrar of the Royal College of Dental Surgeons of Ontario. The college regulates the province's dental profession and fields complaints from patients who believe a dentist or orthodontist has caused them harm. The college monitors all dentists, including the ones involved with teledentistry services.
4: As of today, uh, the next complaint I get from a member of the public will be the first. So we've received no complaints.
1: Irwin says on average, the college receives about 800 complaints per year. He has yet to receive one from a patient in Ontario who's unsatisfied with their teledentistry experience. He has heard the concerns from some dental professionals. I asked him why he thinks there's been a bit of an uproar within the profession about direct-to-door teeth straightening.
4: I think it's something new. I think that uh, when there is new technology, new ways of doing things, people get concerned. Uh, We see it in the livery business with Uber. The largest uh, hotel service in the world that doesn't own a bed is Airbnb. And, of course, people are concerned. Uh, I understand it. I understand change is very, very hard to adjust to, to embrace. And uh, our usual approach is to say, we've always done it this way, and uh, let's continue to do this way. Our approach as a regulatory body is to look at ways that uh, we can affect change that's in the public's interest without
1: causing any harm. What impact has teledentistry had on the profession? Well,
4: uh, so far, uh, quite minimal, although uh, we see in radiology, for example, that um, dentists are able to... At interpretation of x rays uh, remotely through teledentistry. Uh, We see that technology is trying to make access to care uh, more available. Uh, We're just on the cusp of examining the benefits to the public of uh, teledentistry, of virtual dentistry. In fact, um, at uh, the college, uh, we've struck a working group to examine what are the ways that we can embrace technology. Uh, and encourage access to care without compromising the delivery of competent dental care.
1: Official guidelines and regulations often lag behind advances in technology. The working group Erwin mentions plans to develop a set of standards that both health professionals and patients can look to and depend on starting next year.
4: The ultimate goal is to provide uh, guidance to the profession, create standards on what's okay and what's not okay, always with the public's interest in mind. I think the spark uh, that raises this is the availability of technology, and uh, our standards currently uh, don't address what's the best way to offer guidance to the membership. In fact, uh, the uh, government, in its speech from the throne, in looking at healthcare and access to healthcare generally, uh, said that it was very interested in professions uh, offering better access through use of technology. So, in some senses, it's also um, a government uh, initiative. I think overregulating is a problem. I think underregulating is a problem. It's finding that sweet spot.
1: South of the border. There have been more than 30 complaints and lawsuits lodged by dental associations against SmileDirect. The Better Business Bureau has also received over 1,100 complaints in the last three years. However, the Bureau gives the company an A rating. Back at SmileDirect Club, Dr. Sulitzer isn't concerned about running afoul of any regulatory issues or about the dependability of the company's model.
2: We're an open book. We want to explain our model. We want to detail it to whatever level that particular person would like to go to. It's important to understand that we're not do-it-yourself orthodontics. Uh, This is doctor-prescribed, doctor-directed, and doctor-managed from the very beginning to the very end, which includes retention. So, comments that it is do-it-yourself implies there's no dentist involved. Well, that's not us. We're not do-it-yourself.
1: Toronto orthodontist Dr. Hendler does not describe teledentistry as do-it-yourself dentistry, but she does predict that some patients may come into her office looking for care after they have first tried teledentistry, although that hasn't happened yet.
3: It's quite new in Canada. Um, I did do my residency training in the U.S. and I have a lot of uh, friends who practice in the U.S. and they have seen it in their office. As These services have been available um, for more years in the U.S. so I've heard of it and I have friends who have experienced it but not personally at this point.
1: Smile Direct Club went public in September and the company is now valued in the billions. SmileDirect also partnered with Shoppers Drug Mart this fall. They opened smile shops in two shoppers' locations in Ontario, and if the pilot is successful, the company plans to set up more across the country. Along with its expansion into Canada, SmileDirect now operates in Australia and the UK, and it has plans to continue its rapid growth. SmileDirect does have some competition. Candid, SmileLove, and Bite also recently launched teledentistry companies. While some professionals or potential patients, might be hesitant to have their teeth straightened in this new way, mom of two Lindsay is excited about the new option available to her.
0: It's not something I had ever even imagined possible before. It doesn't scare me, though, knowing how this world is changing. It seems like this is a legit process. I've seen other people go through it, and I'm noticing their teeth changing as they use it. So I, it doesn't really scare me. It's just something very new to me.
1: Lindsay booked an appointment at one of Smile Direct Club's smile shops near her home in North York, Ontario, to get more information. Smile Direct Club did not want us to record her session, so we got her reaction to the experience when she came out.
0: I'm feeling really excited and um, surprised too at how easy it was and the detail of the scan and excited to know that changing my teeth is really not going to be that difficult. The whole process was very professional, and they explained that they send the scans to real orthodontists. So when you receive your package, your doctor's name is right there. So to me, you're dealing with real professional people. You just don't have to go in and see them on a regular basis.
1: Only time will tell how much of an impact teledentistry services and other evolving technology could have on the more traditional approach to teeth straightening. The Royal College of Dental Surgeons of Ontario, the first among the provinces, was established in 1868. Contrast that with Smile Direct, which has only been around for five years, and in Canada only one. The fact of the matter is, there isn't enough data yet to know whether there will be long-term repercussions. Dentistry is one of Canada's oldest professions. It has evolved over the years, but the constants have been the doctor-patient relationship and in-office visits until now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Industry Interrupted. The podcast is produced by Tara Deschamps, Anne Lang, Laura Riguerre, and Stephanie Chan. Industry Interrupted is sponsored by Fidelity Investments. I'm Sean Stanley.